Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm going back to where the beach is near. The beer is to you. There's plenty of women out of the crowd. Walking around the one second, the whistle is gone, and slide over at your back by the riverside no i'm being told that average joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match so bold strategy cotton let's see if it pays off for him finally season two lads we're back we're back intern partner russell boyle run my rt how are you lads yeah good we, had, uh, we blew a little bit of white smoke from time to time. Yeah. We're finally back, though. Could have been back six weeks ago, but there was um, a stint in the, the Priory Clinic for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, good to be back, lads. Uh, how was pre-season? Yeah, uh, brilliant, brilliant. Great to have a bit of sport back now. Like You can see it now at the weekends, local, national, international. It's all back. A lot of hard work done. I went for elocution lessons over the pre-season myself, so I'm really looking forward to sharing my vocabulary <laughs> the Build your word power. Yeah. What readers digest. Um, let's not hope. Let's hope we've no second season syndrome, lads. Yeah, look. <laughs> we just do our best. It's a many's a team and podcast, I'm sure. Well, look, we'll know after an episode or two. Sheffield United, that's kind of what we try to Exactly. Uh, we're trying to avoid that. Yeah. Ipswich Town back in the ni- early 2000s. <laughs> we could go on. Uh, Wexford Utes. Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> um, so, what have you got for the new season, lads? Any new ideas or anything? I was kind of hoping you were going to give us something. <laughs> I have one, but we all suggest, I mentioned it before in the, the, the teaser podcast, uh, uh, pitch ideas Alan Partridge style for new shows. <laughs> so my one is uh, McSharry McSharry, it's called, where Mona McSharry and Mark McSharry TD swap jobs. So Mona will do a week in the doll, and Mark will be a college freshman over in Tennessee. <laughs> So you can trust him. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll document how he gets on over there at the frat parties and things. <laughs> no, I can't top that. That's yeah, yeah. So that's my idea. So swap um, a job. You can, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. So I pitched that to the, B- just to the BBC. They're mulling over that thought with a dictaphone. Thought for myself. <laughs> McSharry, McSharry. Yeah. Very much like uh, Alan Partridge. <laughs> Completely stolen from Alan Partridge, you yeah. might say. Um, but yeah, lads, great to have sport back, isn't it? It's 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 we were kind of Someone said, well, it was your brother said to me on Sunday morning, Marty, I was chatting him and he was asking about the podcast and he said, yeah, it's, it's, we said we were waiting to get the sport back and he said, yeah, it's great because 
you kind of were stuck for content for the last few yeah. shows and it became nearly a show about Sligo Town <laughs> characters. <laughs> we, we went a bit off track at the end, but... Time and a place for that now, but yeah. hopefully we get a bit more... Uh, well, I think a mix of sport and Sligo Town characters. Yeah, I'm very much up for that. A, a nice mix now. At the end, I'd say we're just telling stories. But we're nearly, everything's nearly back. Yeah. Rugby's probably the only one that's not, Ross. Yeah, but like, there's, there's, there's signs of life there. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, Intercounty GA is back in the pitch. Everyone's training. Junior soccer's training. We'll get into all that. But first of all, lads, we had our first Olympian on the show, Mona Mashari. Yeah, um, it was a landmark moment for us, really. It was. I was very nervous. You were very nervous. <laughs> so nervous, in fact, that you left me for the first five minutes of the interview. <laughs> so we'll just go into this right now. So basically, we were rushing back from Carrickon, uh, Leitrim Village, actually. We- no, it wasn't even Leitrim Village. It was the back house and all. It was between... <laughs> From Shambo and Leitrim Village. I asked Adrian, could I, could I borrow his strength uh, to help me uh, deliver a, a bar to a, a private dwelling in Carrick and Shannon? So we were pushing it finally. It wasn't Carrick and Shannon, first Sorry. of all. It was a go on. Murta's bar. It's in the heartland of, yeah. of Leitrim, anyways. And uh, we were rushing back to make our seven o'clock deadline. It was our first interview of notes, so we didn't want to be late. We were mulling over the idea of texting Mona saying we're going to be 15 minutes late, but <laughs> we said no, we'd burst on. <laughs> and we, we got back. Back to the office and uh, set everything up. Uh, got online at seven o'clock and then literally pops up on the on the on the screen. Mona McSharry is waiting to be admitted to the room. So I was like, "Yeah, Thunderbirds are go." I look over to Adrian. A look of terror in his face. <laughs> <laughs> he said he needed to relieve himself in the bathroom. <laughs> well, first of all, I said leaving Colony. We're under pressure of time, and I said, "Look, I have to go to the toilet." And I go, "Oh no, we'll be late, late." So two hours I was holding it in. So I don't care if I left her for five minutes. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. Yeah. So, and we just spent because how do we talk here? Like you know, this is you know a bit out of our league here. A couple of middle thirty-age men uh, talking to a, a twenty-one-year-old Olympian. So, anyways, I said like, I can't keep her waiting. So. I let, let Adrian head off and uh, we took her online. So, we had four lovely minutes of small talk. Uh, let her know that Adrian was downstairs getting a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's just so nervous. <laughs> I could hear uh, when I come upstairs, oh, here he is now. Oh, great. We'll get started. <laughs> I put on my really, fa- you, know, you know, that kind of the, the fancy voice you put on the phone yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I had, my, I had that voice on. So. Oh, but come here, she was, uh, there was no need to be nervous. Um, yeah. She was very easy to talk to and. A great insight. We kept her only for about 15, 16 minutes, but I really enjoyed it. So we, we dive right into the pool here and straight into Mona. Okay, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Okay, we're joined by Mona McSharry. Uh, hi. Hi, Mona. How are you? I was going to introduce you as a swimmer, but Olympic swimmer. How, how does that sound to you, Mona? Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> Couldn't be happier with that. <laughs> um, I'd say it was always the dream, was it? Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, any child getting into sport aspires to be an Olympian and whether they make it, whether it's just a dream or they make it, you know, it's it's something that every kid has at the top there. And it's great that I get to fulfill that dream. Yeah, uh, might go back to the start and I suppose talk about the dream. Was it was it always swimming for you, Mona? Or what, yeah. what age did you get into it? I started learning how to swim when I was five, but I grew up beside the sea. So even before then I had gone on, you know, holidays um, to different places and I've always spent time in the sea. So I think from when I was born, water has just always been the place that I love to have fun and I guess train as well and compete now. Okay. And how, um, so you're, you're from Grange. So what I, yeah. well, I'm presuming that was Mullock Moore and Streeja where you, um, would have hold yeah. your skills maybe yeah Strija, we're we're our house is set just looking out onto Strija. um 
and we can go down behind it and stuff and swim there in the back, which is just great. So uh, it's lovely. That's lovely. Ross, you used to do a bit of swimming out in Mullockmore? Yeah, I would have grown up in Mullockmore now. Unfortunately, it didn't take me in the same direction as yourself. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> st- still a pretty awesome place. Yeah, definitely. So when, Mona, I suppose, when, when did um, the swimming become competitive for you? Um, Marilyn's and Ballyshannon, Marilyn and Ballyshannon is your club. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I'm now at the University of Tennessee, but before yeah. that, it was always Marilyn's. Um, yeah, I guess like before then, even learning how to swim, I competed in the community games, um, okay. like a lot of young kids. Um, and I really enjoyed competing there. And then that kind of just fed into joining the Marilyn Swim Club and then competing at other competitions and working my way up and seeing that, yeah, I could move through the levels and you know enjoying it more and then I kind of just got a love for it I guess along the way. And is it true that you purposely went to Ballyshannon secondary school instead of the more local cringe yeah? Yeah I think it's funny because I remember being in you know fifth class and even fourth class and saying oh yeah I'm definitely going to Grange like it's you know it's a cycle away from my house and I can walk home for lunch and then it came to sixth class and making the decision and all of a sudden I decided that Ballyshannon was the better place to go and I think my mum helped me with that it probably wasn't a decision all by myself but um it definitely worked out for the better. Yeah so you're you're definitely bitten by the bug at that that young age I suppose and yeah I suppose you were aware of the commitment that was needed because that would have been training before school, would it have been? Yeah, no, it would have been training before school at that point and probably not after school yet, but that would have fed into it afterwards too. So it worked out a lot better. Yeah, that's that's serious commitment at a young age. Um, you didn't, you had no problem with that. Obviously, you enjoyed it so much that that did it didn't feel like a hindrance to you or or a commit over commitment, did it? No, not really. I I remember moving from you know swimming in the juniors who train in the evening and moving to the morning sessions and it felt like it it was really cool to you know now be a senior swimmer because I was on in the seniors swimmer swim in the morning before school and that was really enjoyable to me and then yeah I I always like working out in the morning and getting it done while a majority of people are only trying to wake up and I've already done a full two hours swim session it's great (laughs) I was definitely still in the bed anyways (laughs) 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 it's a big commitment um what was uh, was going on next so secondary school and the swimming is um obviously a massive part of your life but was was the um, and you mentioned you're in the college the university of tennessee at the minute so was the aim always the states really to to further your swimming career um probably not when i was 12 or 13 but then looking forward um i think when i was 15 16 um I started to realize that that was an option for me and my coach Grace um she has sisters who now live in America and I think she kind of put that bug into my head as well and kind of showed me that that was an option for me and I'm so glad she did because yeah then in 2017 I started to get offers from different colleges and I still would have been quite young at that stage but it it kind of just showed me that that was where I and I guess from that point I kind of decided that like I wanted to go to America and definitely yeah. college over there was the right decision. Uh, you mentioned 2017 and um, the offers coming in was that before or after the junior world championships you, you won the 100 meter breaststroke that's right? Yeah that was after the world junior championships they started flowing in um, I guess because how, how big was that to be a, a world junior champion it must, it must have been amazing. It, <laughs> pretty yeah it was amazing at the time like being yeah it's still amazing now you yeah. know um but 
uh, I guess to be sitting there with, you know, US swimmers and Canadian swimmers, like it's not just Europe, it's the whole world. Every yeah. country is fourth their top swimmers and I won. So that's definitely something like when you sit back and think about it, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> sure is, Ross. Anything there? No, just one thing I wanted to kind of bring up, I suppose, just before um, we go into some of the more recent stuff, is Sligo the fittest family. Ireland. Ireland, so. <laughs> Jesus, so Sligo. No, they became, they were. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, to go on, you yeah. have to be Sligo's fittest family first. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and I, 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 you did your training with Sean Flannery? A bit, yeah. a bit different family, yeah. So I actually was just uh, chatting to Margaret, um, uh, Sean's partner, this morning. I said, look, we're interviewing Mona later on. Have you any, any funny stories or anything that we can bring up? And she goes, no, Ross, she's fairly driven and fairly professional. Um, I don't have anything for you, and I don't know how it's going to blend with your style of show. So I was like, thanks, Margaret. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. so, so that must have been a good experience. And you were mentored by uh, Donico Callan, I believe, was it? Yeah, no, that was that was great. And like it, it kind of came by that we got the opportunity to do it because I had, I had to take um, a couple of months off of training because of an illness and then ended up not going anywhere that summer. And so we had time free to do Ireland's Fittest Family. And it kind of worked out in my favor in the end because I did get to do this with my family and it was really enjoyable and something different. And, you know, I'm still competing, but in a different atmosphere, I guess. And that was, it was really enjoyable. And we made a lot of friends and met other people which is also great and I, I love that about sport in general is that you meet people from other places that you wouldn't meet otherwise. Yeah it must have been cool to just spend so much time with your family because I suppose you'll be on the road quite a bit now and, and away from home so as I said it was a really good opportunity to get to get that time in and just do something really unique like that. Yeah definitely and we're all we all love to train and um, work out together and I think that's you know that's something that we we enjoy doing and because of Ireland's Fitness Family we did it a lot more um, with Sean Flannery and that was also really nice. Yeah awesome um, yeah the show was going from strength to strength it's very popular so well done <laughs> putting, putting Sligo on the map again in a, in a different <laughs> different sporting way they, they must think <laughs> there were mighty stuff here in the northwest. <laughs> <laughs> How, how is college in, in the US? Um, I suppose you haven't sampled college life in Ireland, but is it, um, is it all we see in the movies? Is it uh, frat parties and stuff like that? Or are you just concentrating it's on definitely, your... Yeah, it's, it's interesting um, because of like what you anticipated to be, I guess, from movies and stuff. And I yeah. feel like COVID kind of affected that a little bit. Course, um, yeah. It's definitely not all parties. We do a lot of uh, training and we do get to have some fun too but you can tell us if you can tell us Mona for his parties we're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're cool, but yeah no it's it's great it's it's everything I hoped it would be and more and you know that's partly because of the team I'm with I know that not every college is the same but um where I base myself I just love it and I know I'm gonna enjoy the next four plus years there what's the like the, the American football and the basketball scene like there is like what the college teams are quite big yeah, definitely. I haven't been to a football game this season because of um, COVID, but I did go to a basketball game and that was that was very enjoyable. Um, and I lived in where I lived this year. The dorms is where a lot of the football players and basketball players live. And I guess that was strange as well, walking around with guys that were then going to go and play football on the team. And, you know, we got to watch them train a bit, too. And it is it's a bit strange, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just in, you, said, you said basketball, American football there. Now, I don't think American football was one of your other sports growing up, but um, was there any other, other sports that you did um, dabble with growing up? Not really. You know, I've been pretty strictly a swimmer my whole life. I did a bit of running, but 
it was more to like feed for swimming um it wouldn't have been specifically for running I've never been someone that's good at like hand-eye coordination so all those ball sports were pretty much out the door for me I just got hit in the face a lot yeah so I just got I stuck with the swimming and yeah a bit of running um and that's that's pretty much it yeah, Mona, I might move on to, well, I suppose, the Olympics. You mentioned COVID. So, obviously, the Olympics was postponed from last year. Um, but what was it on your radar last year um, to try and aim to qualify for the 2020, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually took, I finished um, secondary school in 2019 and decided to take a year out before the Olympics to okay. just train solely because I was worried that if I moved to Tennessee, then... I'd have to do a lot of adaption and you know it can go one of two ways it can go really well or it can take you a bit longer to to adapt to a new style of training and a new home I guess as well um so that was my original plan of course when COVID happened and everything was postponed I said to hell with it I'm going to go to Tennessee and see how it goes and it worked in my favor but yeah it was always on the on the on the charts for me yeah I was going to say probably yeah probably did work in your favor another another you're older, wiser, and stronger, I suppose, maybe. Yeah. But, um, so back in April, you'd done it, you qualified. Um, how, how was that? It just it, it feels a bit surreal to me, Ross, like um, that <laughs> you're 20 and you're, you're going to the Olympics. Like it was. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> it's strange. Um, honestly, it felt it, like when I did it, I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's done. Um, what's next kind of feeling, which is terrible and I'm I'm guilty of doing it all the time you know even winning winning medals or you know swimming a fast time that you've been striving for for so long and then the athlete in me is like okay well we've done that what's the next goal and I think that's the way it was with the Olympics I had pictured it so many times like swimming the perfect race and winning and getting the FINA A standard that when I did it it was it was almost like I knew I was going to do it anyway so it just happened um but at the same time like thinking about it now and imagining imagining that I am going to go to the Olympics is is amazing and you know it's it's something that not too many people get the opportunity to do and I'm I'm blessed that you know the hard work has paid off and gotten me there it's funny you say that that you've done it and then you're thinking right what's next because I was reading I think it was about Pep Guardiola the Man City manager who won the league last week and half an hour later they think right next year so it's obviously something yeah. in athletes and top level professionals um, and I remember listening to there's another podcast I was listening to last week and they were talking about uh, not as good as ours no not as good as ours no but they were talking about <laughs> a, a rugby player getting his first cap and they were just saying you know listen it's going to be such a blur but like you really 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 need to drink these moments in like you know you, you, you work so hard um, and it's, it was this fella giving advice to, to these fellas coming into the game as like, you probably might feel that you're nearly embarrassed to, to celebrate these moments because you know you're, you're obviously so, so humble but just the big thing was like really appreciate those moments because they are so special. So me and Adrian are telling you to, to appreciate the moments, <laughs> Mona. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice muscle, old guys. How crazy it was, right? How, how surreal it is, right? I'm in the Olympics. And then a few days later, a few weeks later, another fan from Grange qualifies for the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's absolutely madness. Like yeah. <laughs> I know it's great. There's something in the water in Grange, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely brilliant yeah um it's crazy but so what what is um what is the plan from now until the olympics what's it eight weeks away or less than eight weeks is it no it's it's more it's um, oh, sorry oh no it is about yeah no it will be about eight weeks i guess yeah. that sounds crazy a month and a half sounds longer yeah. than eight weeks <laughs> yeah, um, do you do you go to tokyo early do you what's have you got 
I don't know what I'm trying to say. Have you got like, is there any what's first the plan? What's, what's the plan? The plan really? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, for me, there is there's about a month and a half. There's about eight weeks from now until we, I guess, head out to Tokyo. We'll probably fly out around the second week of July and then do a okay. two week training camp about three hours away from uh, the actual village. And then we're only allowed to fly into the village to or drive, actually drive into the village two days before we race. Oh, so, right. so yeah, Olympic, Olympic village. Um, no. Olympic yeah. And then yeah. the minute you're done competing, you have to be out of there. So it's, it's yeah. going to be very close shop. It's definitely not going to be like the other Olympics, yeah. but you know, before that I'm hoping to go back to America and do a good month and a half of training um, okay. and then just, yeah, be prepared to, to race fast and is, um has there been any kind of cool perks since, since you qualified i'm wondering like is there like any in olympic secrets that only the athletes know about and you get like special gift packs or <laughs> i have not heard of coffee, anything a nice yet. coffee cup with your name on it will you yeah. get the olympic tattoo well, yeah definitely yeah that's yeah, yeah. that's oh, for cool. sure um yeah i'll get it when i get back gotta go first and then i'll get it Class, yeah 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 um, this week you're in Budapest. Yes. How has that been? You qualified for the final on what day is it? On Wednesday. Yeah. Was it? Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was really good. Um, I only did the. I swam a relay on Monday and then the hundred breaststroke, and I have one more relay, and we're hoping that this relay might be able to qualify for the Olympics. So uh, that would be really exciting. But yeah, the hundred breaststroke went really well. Um, I swam the heat semis and finals and they were all 106s uh, which is a time that you know if you told me a couple of months ago I was going to swim once let alone three times within the space of you know just over 24 hours I would have been over the moon so yeah. I'm really happy with my performance and you know to finish seventh in Europe is is exciting for the Olympics too you know it just shows that it just gives me a bit of confidence I guess definitely is yeah would any who would be your your idols in in, in sports any any Olympic idols or um, they, they change all the time. Um, it's weird because like some people I look up to and then they become my competitors. And of course I still look up to them, but it's a bit more difficult then, <laughs> but, um, I definitely look up to the likes of Lily King, who's the world record holder in the hundred breaststroke at the moment. And I'll be racing against her at the Olympics. Um, yes. you know, she's, she's doing amazing, but I think one that's always kind of stood out to me is Katie Taylor. I've just always loved her and admired her um, just from I was a really young age I don't know I guess you know she's Irish and she does really well at what she does and she loves to work hard and I can really like relate to that I guess um so that's probably one that's kind of stood throughout well Mona, I think you're our Katie Taylor here in Sligo I'm a bit jealous of you but um, <laughs> Oh look, that's great, Mona. Any yeah. else, Ross? No, look, we said we just keep you for ten minutes. I think we've we've kept you a bit more, but um, look, that's amazing. No and, and you're obviously just you're only getting starting is what it feels like. Um, and best best of luck in 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 the coming the yeah. coming eight weeks. So big supporters, we're on the bandwagon now. Um, <laughs> so, Brenda the Pod, Olympian, Mona McSherry, thank you very much. Okay, lads, that was Mona McSherry. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, first. Um, first Ligo Olympian shelled it for about three the oh, yeah. for three weeks <laughs> the old classic London bus yeah Chris O'Donnell at Grange Water she said it's unreal though two, like two, the first person was Sligo and then the second song I never mind he's from Sligo he's from Grange yeah. as well 
We weren't claiming Jack B. Yates' gold medal in Ireton in 1924, no? Was there Ireton in the Olympics in 2024? Yeah. Would you believe Jack B. Yates is, is an Olympic? <laughs> I've heard of people going to the Mass Olympics. No, no, this is another <laughs> judge. <laughs> a collegian I, I think he, I think they're actually, I think Galway claim him for some reason. I'm not really sure what the story is what there. What did he draw? Uh, I, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> this is kind of off the, off the cuff here. Yeah. I may not be telling the truth, but I'm pretty sure it is true. That he won a gold, gold or silver medal in 1924. For art in the Olympics. For art in the Olympics, yeah. New section, Murty's art palette. <laughs> Don Conroy. We could have all got the Olympics with that. Oh, with Mert. I won't, that was terrible. I didn't even get the true Sligo. You know what you used to do your, your qualification for the community games art in the school? I would never even get through the school. Yeah. Very, very poor. Or Fesh Chowley. Or Fesh, yeah. yeah. Well, she had one had a good weekend Sorry. as well. <laughs> had a good weekend. Uh, got a new uh, Irish record in the in the relay. So fair play to her. Yeah, she's up and coming, and well, she's she's there. She's not up and coming anymore. She's going to the Olympics, so that'll be unreal. Um, Twenty years old as class. I've seen today that um, the Japanese people don't want the Olympics. No, they don't. They're very much. A few doctors come out and said it could like spiral everything out of control. So yeah, but that's what she kind of alluded to as well. That they literally have to get in there. They're gone straight away. There's no stopping around, taking it in. Like it's just literally you arrive there beforehand. You warm up. You're gone. You're out of there. There's no festivities. So it's nice for to be there, but it'd be a very different Olympics. But yeah. she's young. She'd be around for more. It won't be the Olympics, Jack B. Yates. With us. <laughs> <laughs> not in the... I'd have to know where it was in 1924 now. Athens. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to come back with correspondence. Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. Okay, Mr. Burns. Uh, what's your first name? I don't know. Okay, lads. Um, a very popular part of the show last year. The correspondence. A um, few meshes in again overnight, was there? There was, yeah. We put the call out last night and we, we, got, a, we got, a, got enough uh, responses there now to get the ball rolling for the first episode. I haven't looked through them properly, lads, so this will be off the cuff answering from me. I put them into the WhatsApp there earlier. Well, we'll start off with Gary O'Hare's one anyway. I think that was oh, yeah. a, a little, sh- little <laughs> shout-out to me and Edo, I think. But yeah. just, hi, lads. Just wondering how the backs are holding up after carrying Ross O'Boyle through season one. Very, very tough. Great question, Gary, by yeah, the way. Lovely, yeah. Great to hear. Yeah, My chiropractor tough. is working double now. Yeah. I'd probably be building that to power right. It's a... um, yeah, it was a long, hard slog at Ross. Um, and it will continue to be so. Not turning microphones on and the like. Ah, piss uh, off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Gary, it was tough, but he's learning. He's learning the ropes. And we're going to send him to special finishing school later in <laughs> he's our social media man by the way so if you see anything up on social media it's Ross blame him if anything bad happens <laughs> that's yes. not necessarily true but we'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see um, Kiki O'Grady asks um, the big debate the Twitter debate the Sligo Leitrim Twitter page being stopped or cancelled cancel culture has hit Declan Pascal <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's, um, it's a, woke, I, a woke Sligo community <laughs> I'd say we'll probably get more into the Sligo Leach from the beta, uh, later on in, the, uh, in this, this episode but um, yeah yeah, I think he just had to. I think he's changed the official name. I think so it's like from soccer. Soccer, yeah, but it's it is actually a good uh, service there on a Sunday because I know ourselves we had stopped our Twitter account there about five years ago. And, what, what, any reason? Uh, laziness. Oh, okay, okay. But you then aren't. when Decky put out the call for clubs, you know, because it is it's good to know on a Sunday when it's going in. So yeah, um, yeah, hoping Decky's still around with that account. He, I, as far as I'm aware, with the name change, he should still be good to go. I'd say. We'll go into that or, or, uh, later on, Kiki. We'll delve more into your question um, after that. Ross, you got something? I have, hold on, what do we have here from, uh, I think this is uh, Damien, big Damien Cullen from Kula. DC. DC. From C. Now of age and ready to play senior ball for the oh. rugby club and we're very excited. Um, 
Damien asked a question. I wonder how long this has been on his mind for. Who is Benny the Bull? Oh, Benny the Bull's not around anymore. No, Benny, I think Benny, I couldn't, I think Brian was his name, wasn't he? He's a real character. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something <laughs> awful. <laughs> please, please don't do it. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Benny the Bull was arranged for me to milk a cow blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a strange one. Um, Don Damien's mind. Yeah, I know yeah. what's his no, name. No, I know him. I, uh, Brian, Brian, I can't remember his second name now. But like, I think when he walks around town now, people just, well, Benny, it's yeah, not. That's a, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How are you, Benny? Even my father, I remember we were driving driving by him one day, and he gave him a well, Benny. I don't even know how he knew that. But Brian's a character, great man. He donned the old Benny the Bull uh, suit. Suit. That's the word I'm looking for. Jeez, I'm struggling. Um, Would you wear clothes under the suit? Hot. That's a question, yeah. That you know what I'm thinking? Question. Obviously, we're hoping to go pitch side later on in the season. Like, yeah. <laughs> Where is the suit now? It, I always thought it'd be a great fancy dress outfit. Yeah. Sorry, Ross, go on. Thinking that potentially when we go pitch side, we could have a Sligoway podcast mascot. Oh, yeah. Some sort of a possum. The pangolin. Sli- <laughs> the Sligoway pangolin, yeah. <laughs> um, Damien, so, looks like he wants to track down Benny the Bull for is he looking, maybe he's looking good for or sinister reasons, I don't know. Yeah, Damien, he might be looking for a return of Benny the Bull. Yeah, yeah. But we could get a pat. Uh, Shout in what your uh, intentions are for Benny the Bull, please. We got a petition going there to get Benny the Bull back? Yeah, yeah. it'd be a great sight. Uh, okay, question here from Benda Mitchell. Who was the best player that you played with that didn't go on to fill their full potential in respective codes? I think we kind of had this question. I think we did. And 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 the the same name came to me again that I said before, Kipper. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, we definitely. I don't mean, it sounds sounds harsh saying didn't fulfill their potential. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, Injuries, injuries got Kipper anyway. Neil O'Brien was fantastic at Gaelic and soccer. That's that's my one. Ross, you said Stephen Keeney, was it? I did, yeah. But just one other fellow I would have loved to see, David McGowan, Shorty. Oh, yeah. He actually played with La Rochelle, (laughs) the Heineken Cup finalists. but just a lot of injuries and had to retire quite early, but it would have been interesting to see how he would have gone if he um, stayed injury-free. Our next team of ours, I don't Big man from Ballymote. Yeah, yeah. like under 16 level there. Pat the Cat. Declan Rouse. Declan Rouse. <laughs> Making people run up sand doing that. That was the end of me and Gaelic, I tell you. The old Rouse. <laughs> had an interesting trick where he used to uh, show a wristwatch around his wrist, and it wasn't a wristwatch. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> You'd be in the shower after a match and ask him what time it was. <laughs> He's a wet. You mean it was? <laughs> you mean it wasn't a wrist? <laughs> no, it was a wrist, but the, the hand was wrapped around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's where that was going. <laughs> I just remember going. Sorry, do you know what the time is? And, <coughs> fuck's sake! What? And it, go um, we better move swiftly on. <laughs> Jesus, um, I wasn't expecting that either. Oh, um, I didn't delete that one. Uh, no, no, no. The wristwatch. Uh, yeah. Um, one more, lads. It was from... I think we have a few more, do we? Well, I've got one more, sorry, from... I think it's Connor Herity on Twitter, on Instagram. Who are the most hated Gaelic football team in Sligo, and why did you choose St. Mary's? <laughs> That's a bit of a, a call to St. Mary's thing there. Not a very... Uh, not I think he wanted to go remain anonymous, too. Yeah? <laughs> I think he wanted All right, to remain anonymous. Some mind games. <laughs> Sorry, he did write anonymous at the bottom of the You're thing. just writing out in Rooney's team speech now, so you are. <laughs> I, know, I didn't say it, yeah, for when to play. I've, I, St. Mary's definitely one of my most, made, most hated team. Um, uh, big respect for them. The serious, serious set up there. I don't know who are mine. I suppose the team would beat you the most, so you'd nearly say Torto Strand. They've knocked us out a good few times, but. Yeah, we even had a kind of random underage rivalry with Torto Strand. Um, we used to beat them a lot in county finals, but then they got their own back one day up and. 
I think in an under-16 championship semi-final, I still remember it. They beat us oh, by a point, and our, the whole village was out yahooing. And do you know who to win finals? They do, they do. In Ross, finals. who's yours? I, I don't really have one now, to be honest. Cluna Cool, you got a bit of a butcher in Cluna Cool one day, didn't you? <laughs> Yourself, uh, Owen McHugh and John Griffin were the full forward line. Yeah, that was a, that was a, a scaring <laughs> moment for me. Yeah, yeah. And so for everyone who was there that day. Oh, well. <laughs> um, sorry, there's more, is there? Yeah, old friend of the show, Shady McGee's in. Oh. Um, oh. Great to have you back, lads. Seeing as you have future Olympian Mona McSharry on the show, I was wondering which former Summerhill teacher you think would be the best 100-metre swimmer, breaststroke, etc. As regards Shady McGee. Oh. Well, like, I think, realistically, like, I'd say Pat Toohey would swin the 125 <laughs> seconds flat. He'd, he'd dominate the pool, yeah. Um, um, old teachers? Take um, it back to our day, I don't I'd say Tommy Mack would be useful. In. Yeah. Um, Michael Murphy, because he's slippery like an eel. <laughs> um, um, Father Crying used to live beside the pool in Summer Hill. So you would imagine he was in and out every, every night. So I'll just go Father Crying yeah, for, Father his, there, for, great check, for yeah. his distance from the pool. Uh, Ross, any grammar teachers who'll be handy in the pool? Well, that's right, Ross didn't go to somewhere else. No, my sister's, only, my sister's only found this out two weeks ago somehow. Yeah, and this head, then I found out, and she couldn't get over it. And she goes, why are you friends with him so? I was like, why indeed? Yeah. <laughs> Big question now. Who's in the grammar, Ross, that could... Tommy, Tommy Craddock is the patooey off the grammar, yeah, isn't he? give it to Craddock here, all right, Jay. Carol Neal's up there too. Yeah. Jeez, like, even when you think of the names, like, patooey, good, solid, yeah. you know, one of the lads. Strong. Tommy Craddock. Cunt, yeah. <laughs> Tommy Craddock. Yeah. TC actually listens to the pod, I believe, so Bertie, watch your mouth. <laughs> Former Calera manager. Did great uh, stuff with us now when he was our, our and Robbie, of course. coach. Um, any more correspondence? Uh, there was one from home, Stephen Holm. Yeah, oh, yeah. I got a, a great to have you back, lads. Will Murty ever be clean-shaven again? Hmm. Also, what's your worst ever bad beat from the bookies? Oh, I could... Uh, I suppose on the cleanly-shaven one, um, I just decided I wasn't going to bother shaving there in the first lockdown, or in the last lockdown. <coughs> So I last shaved on New Year's Eve. But how do we trim there when I went, got the haircut? So, that, yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll rock it out for 2021 and see where it goes. Yeah, I'm not a fan of clean shave myself, and, but not a fan. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A clean shave, Marty. No, I don't think I've been, <laughs> I've been razor shaved in a long time. Always a bit of stuff. Right? Maybe the wedding day, Ross, you might get the razor shaved. Yeah. Oh, I actually love to have a, a mustache for the wedding. I'm just thinking, it's something that would have been done back in the day. Yeah. You're going to try and bring it back. Pretty intimidating. It definitely won't go down well, but look, we'll... <laughs> We'll negotiate that. And bad beat from the bookies. Oh, I have had a thousand stories about bad beat <clears> from <throat> the bookies. Um, one that immediately springs to my mind. I remember I used to do the Euro Millions in the bookies. You can you know you can do the Euro Millions in the bookies rather than the shop. The odds are good or whatever. Yeah. And um, the whole time when I started working in the bookies, used to back four, seven, eleven. Uh, this three combination four, seven, eleven. So I remember asking someone what the story was with it, and apparently it was an old perfume or aftershave or something like that. So I said, because I thought a 4711 never comes out, it'll close us down. So I said, I better have a little, little fun just in case. So I started doing them. So about six, seven years passed anyway, no signing of the three numbers. And on the Tuesday, I, you do them now, Tuesday and Friday religiously every week. So I was having four euro on them a week at 1,500 to one. And the Tuesday after first fly, desperately hungover. Like, <laughs> sure. few I'm not going needed. to town. I leave them today. Sure enough, the one time... Jeez. You don't do them. That was six grand down the drain. And I had to put up with people coming. Because everybody in the... Oh, they come into the bookies doing yeah, what I used to do them. And they all come in going, oh, where you got your numbers? You got the great week for the town was extended. Yeah. <coughs> that was... Um, it was horrendous. I remember, and Brian Hines remember this as well. It was, I would say 2004, maybe 2005, the qualification for the World Cup. And we'd done a 20-team football accumulator with 20... I think I might have told you this before, with 20 international teams. And 20 euro on each. So 40 were on, and all were in, and Ireland were playing Israel at home on Lansdowne Road at the later game. And that keeper yeah. for Israel absolutely played puck, the biggest bit of shithousing <laughs> that was ever yeah. seen. Did the Ireland go 2-0 up? Uh, they were up, yeah. 2-0 up, yeah. Think, yeah. And it was outrageous. I, I, I don't even know what would have come in. It was a 20-team team. I remember that, that that's horrendous. Imagine Heinze yeah. losing the plot. I think it was the day Sligo played down, up in... Sligo definitely playing in a qualifier as well, I think, up in the park. But yeah, that, that's all I have, really. Well, it was yesterday, Long Southam- time ago Southampton, now. Southampton let me down for a, a, a few pounds yesterday, and Gary O'Hare called it out early in the day when I showed him the bet. He, he said, Southampton aren't going to score a goal, and he fucking gave it the kiss of death. He knows his sense. And now both teams, it was a bad day all around for you yesterday, Ross. Yeah, we'll yeah. bring it up now, I suppose. Uh, relegated from the uh, Cordner Shoes uh, SSL um, Premiership. Um, Fantasy. Fantasy football, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, David Curley really fucked me over in the last day. So oh, yeah. Already relegated David Curley, I might add. Yeah. Right. Bottom of the table. Nothing to play for. Nothing to play for. So, yeah, um, I suppose congratulations to David Rooney, but I don't know if it's been uh, officially uh, no, announced no. yet. No, uh, no. Him and actually, so it's basically, a he- I don't, if you don't know, a head-to-head league is done just in a league format, win, lose, draw. <laughs> but Rooney and Seamus ended up level on points. Yeah. And uh, Rooney is th- 10 points more in aggregate. Yeah, he had 10 points more of an overall score. But um, Gary Clancy's gone looking back through the rule book. So, because yeah, oh, Gary uh, Seamus has beaten him head to head twice that year. Exactly, yeah. So, oh, I personally. Seamus' title. Yeah, I'd put yeah, it head to head. I'd put it head to head. So, we'll announce it now. Seamus is the champion. Yeah. 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 Of this league that I just heard of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the correspondence, is it? Oh, let's give a big shout out to Luke Chadwick, lads. Yes. 
friend friend of mine um, met Luke uh, while he was on trials at Macclesfield back, oh, Jesus, so many months ago now. Um, me and Luke were with the under-12s at Macclesfield where he went to United and I went back to Strand Celtic. So I kind of kept in touch over the time and he said a nice note for us there on the pod. He was, was he was lovely. he was in bed. Yeah, he was, and he had an Australian accent for some reason yeah. as well. So, but friend of the pod, Luke Chadwick, um, miles better than he did during his playing days. He did, yeah, he does, and he's he's just a great guy all round. Premier League champion, uh, multiple Premier League champion. He's two, so we'll hopefully hear more from him in the in the coming season. We probably won't though. Um, <laughs> right, we're going to go back with GA this time. Okay, that's the GA season um, resumed there two weeks ago for the Sligo footballers. They bet Leitrim and put up a nice score against them, 2-19. And then yesterday, it was absolute heartbreak, lads, if you're watching it. 3-13-3-12 defeat against Antrim. Um, definitely should have got at least a draw with it, I think. Yeah, that stream wasn't happening. No, stream was wasn't big shout G- to GA go. Wasn't too happy. I watched it back, though. Um, not too happy with GA go after the stream. What a time to go down. They were one point up with five minutes left, and the GA goal stream went down. I didn't, I didn't know Nigel Murphy got sent off until no, a bit later second. in the game. Um, <clears throat> but there were three down, two minutes in injury time, and then I would have said, oh, this game is gone. And then to get back level with a penalty from Nathan Rooney, um, no, that new rule that got the penalty, it wouldn't be too gone at that. But Adam from his goal before that probably... Yeah, explain like that rule to me a bit, actually, no. I will. And I say, I, I, I'm not fully... I have it, but I'm not fully gone myself. But then, at 3 12 piece, I would have said, that's it, the ref might blow it up here. But he obviously took into account the delay for the thing and Antrim got up and Paddy couldn't even score the point. But, oh, could we have fouled him way out the pitch? I don't know. I don't know. So it's disappointing there. So it's loud next week in a winner takes all. Um, Shaping up to be a good weekend for Sligo Sports. The clean yeah. sweep with the clean sweep. It was nearly the clean, clean sweep. Yeah, I'll go into that in a second. Um, three six from play sports, three penalties. That's so. I don't know, we're scoring all right, I suppose. 219 and 3.12. Uh, they're big scores to be putting up, like, you know, even if, you know, it seems to be a kind of common team around. Yeah. But uh, they're two big scores, like, you know. You, you oh, they are, surely, yeah. Loud bet leader from yesterday, nine points. Um, I was chatting a few, a fella, the used to play county, and I was having a good chat about him. He's saying, um, he feels like Sligo could go full Fermanagh-esque from a few years ago nearly. Not not as maybe as much as Rory Gallard ever Fermanagh, but defensive system like to stay in games. Cause I, well, I can agree on one thing. I think there's a forward line there of players. If you if you put 11 back nearly, I know it's a bit extreme, but you had Nile Murphy, Carrish, Sean Carabay, and the likes of Liam Gohan and whoever else up front. If you kept them four up, I think you'd trouble a lot of teams. But... Just look a little bit open, but I don't know. I said that that will come. Um, you know, the management teams only had two games, but so it's loud next week. Um, sorry, Ross, onto that rule. Yes, explain, please. Um, if you can. If it's com- it seems to be completely up to the referee's discretion now, I could be. Fuck- I got sorry, random curse there for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> we curse. We curse. Um, so if a player is tripped. Or taken down to the ground, nearly tackled while going through a goal anywhere inside the twenty meter line, it's a penalty and a black card. I don't know if it is a black card, but it's a straight penalty. No matter if you're like outside the twenty meter line, sorry, anywhere inside the twenty meter line. So it's up to the ref's discretion to see how much of a goal scoring chance it was going to be. Yeah, and is there defenders in front of him? Um, it's very it's, open to interpretation. Yeah, they're putting a lot in the refs these days, aren't they? Yeah, I, I, I don't agree. With, like, like Keen Ali was going through in that for the p- third penalty yesterday, and he actually managed to offload the ball, so there probably was a go- going to be a goal chance 
I don't know how he passed it to, but I think Nate Rooney's inside then. One more pass, I could have got a goal chance. But Antrim probably had two or three defenders back. And I don't know, is the D included? Because it was outside the D. I'm, yeah, it's, it's, it's up to it. It's going to put, it it's, does put a lot of refs, yeah. Yeah. It seems to me, I don't know, like, much about, but having watched a couple of games, it just does seem, if it's yeah. a goal-scoring chance, that they're giving a penalty. And they've changed the advantage here as well. But, but did you watch the Kerry Dublin game that was on before that? Um, Kerry, now he'd looked to t- take a lot of steps. I think it was Darren Moynan. He was pulled back going through on goal. But because he didn't go to ground, it wasn't a penalty. It was just a free. So, yeah. I don't know, the fe- well, fellas start hitting the deck. Um, there was one Dublin was common last week. I couldn't make any sense, but like, yeah, I seen that one as well. It was like, he was yeah. out near the he was out. He was closer to the side, and he was to the goals. Yeah, yeah. So that's that rule, Ross. I'm not. I, I don't know. I think it's just for inter county, but it's I, just on trial at the moment. Just making yeah. rules for the sake of it. I, I think like I don't know. The, bah. Would have been a good start if they'd got the draw. Would have been a good start to the year. Oh, would have been. Yeah, Antrim aren't a bad team. Ender McGinley's managed them. Andrew were a good team. So, but look, beat loud and you're into the semi-final of that and definitely went a little bit loud. Like the draw is pretty tough because Leitrim at home then loud and Antrim away. So there's the two away games, the two tougher probably away two, games. Yeah, so yeah. Um, no, there's loads of positive. Jesus, 3-12 and 2-19 in two games. That's 5-31. Good, That's all right. Good Cheers, man. <laughs> um, 3-6 in place, balls. But look, scores a score. They obviously have to get them, be in them attacking positions to get them freeze, but... Yeah, things not looking too bad there for Sligo. Dis- disappointing, disappointing. I thought a draw was going to be the result there. but Anyways, the ladies, but they're, they're, good they're one yeah. from one. Watching a bit of that. Um, three, four to 11 points. A good win. I seen the first goal. I wasn't really, I didn't see the end of the game, but they're off and running after a bad year last year. So that'll be, that's huge for them, actually. Good start for, for, way to start season, good start yeah. for the ladies. And the hurlers started on Saturday. Bet Armagh 224 to 118. In the league, so they're giving up for the, they're picking up what went for the they're starting off, they're picking up, picking up from where they left yeah, off. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I better go back to them elocution list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're picking up where they left off last year in the league, terms, um, beating Armagh, who had been in Crow Park a few years ago, 224 to 118. Jared Kyle Lynch scored 19 and 110 in that. He's not with the footballers this year, so that's a loss for the footballers, but yeah, that's another good result for them. So everything looking up for them. I thought Sliger were gonna do the business. In the football as well. That would have had it Rovers Friday night, Hurler Saturday, ladies and Sligo on Sunday. And Mona as well in the pool, but unfortunately <laughs> not. Um, the draws for the club league were made. So interesting stuff there. They've split the league in the clubs. Um, so Division 1 is 19th, for example, and that's been done into a 4 and a 5, uh, where you play everyone once. Um, top team in the five team group goes straight to the final bottom team to relegation playoff and so on in the four I think it's the same in division two and I'm not 100% sure what division three looks like in that but have they given dates? Uh, yeah first the Kiernan Cup is on the bank holiday Monday the it's the first day pre-millary round yeah um, and then the Saturday the quarterfinals of them warm up competitions drawn then the next week the 19th is the first round of leagues so we know county boys for that because um June 26th, the Sligo Mio in the park, the big championship game, and then it's back on the week after the Sligo game, the league, or the Sligo game, well, depending on how Sligo do against Mio, the league is. So, they've no championship draws yet, made yet, but it's the same structure, so it's good to have it out there that this is what's happening, and rock and roll, everyone, every club is back. Be busy when you're back, trim. so, huh? be busy. Yeah, busy already, but busy, yeah, 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 so it's good. Um, yeah, I think things are quite bright on the GAC and ads. Going back with a bit of soccer. 
Bit of football? Yeah, we we'll go football. We'll come back with that song. Okay, lads. Welcome to football with Ronan and Ross. Um, we're going. To, we're not going to delve too much into Rovers, Murty, because as we're recording, Rovers and Shams is they're on playing Shams tonight at in an hour's time, and it'll be old. <laughs> Whatever we say, it'll be yeah, old. Yeah. But we we'll get into them next week. Very happy at the start of the season. Everyone, unbelievable. Yeah, great start. Um, Fantastic. So yeah, look. look Big game tonight, as, I, it, as you say, when this goes out. I think people were half sensing we would have to start when you've seen the signings that come in, though. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I still, like... I know it's probably, well, probably over-expectations. Yeah, and, but um, I suppose the only thing is, is that, like, Shams finally lost last week, yeah. and Pats have had a great start. So, you know, like, even, like, we've had a couple of bad results in there, but yet, do you know what I mean? It, it, it still goes down as a great start, and, like, at the minute, I'd always be wary of, and I always think our success the last time came from consistently qualifying for Europe. It's such a difference to the budget. Um, like... I always that's that's the gap I kind of look at at the minute is what what our gap is to fourth fourth should get you the cup depending on or fourth should get you Europe depending on who wins the cup, but um, that's kind of the gap I'm watching at the minute. And if you know if we go and win tonight, well then maybe we can start looking in a different direction. Now look, I still think to go, I still think Sham's squad is very strong. It's 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 a lot stronger than ours. Yeah. I mean they're bringing in Richie Town now in July. Yeah. Do you know, like your man called into Stephen Kenny's squad today. Yeah, Mandrew was called in, all right. Yeah, it was, which is good to see. To be fair, he's fucking popped up with a few last minute goals. It's broke our heart already this year. But um, no, look, I think there, there's no good reason why we can't. Even if Shams do win the league, there's no good reason why we can't be best of the rest. Definitely not. And sure, let's see what happens tonight. If we win, I think we might have to start adjusting from I suppose July the first to be able to sign a couple of players again. So you yeah. know, if you're there within striking distance. And might just go sorry, not uh, won't go off the roads, but huge news about the new development. Unbelievable, yeah, yeah. It's um, geez, could you imagine it? Like it's, you know, it's unreal. Like, I do think about it from like it, it, it just like it, look. It's I'd be half like, skeptical on it. It's like oh, that could never happen. Like just think because because it be, be no, I know, yeah. no, I know that. But it'd be saying it, it's so it seems ambitious. so ambitious yeah, yeah. and it'll be so unbelievable for yeah. not the old phrase for the town or for everyone yeah, yeah. like that. You're nearly, oh, like, it's nearly unimaginable un, to be unreal if it happens. Yeah, fair yeah. play to them. Like, they've obviously put a, yeah. a like, massive work together at this development stage from concept, so fair play to them. There'll be a lot of fundraising to be done. There was a yeah. man giving suggestions out on Twitter. You were very <laughs> amused by uh, suggesting Carvery dinners could <laughs> be the way to, to raise like the money. That. Oh, I spent the whole day laughing at that fella. Honestly, it's a laugh when I think about it. So yeah, um, to finance the 17 million, I think that we're going to need for this uh, one genius on Twitter the other night suggested that we should start selling Carveries during the week. So... <laughs> I imagine like, like something like the Phoenix Club in there. <laughs> but like, I wouldn't mind. It was literally just... He doubled down on it. Yeah. He doubled but down. It was about 15 minutes after the announcement and this guy is like shouting about Carveries. <laughs> hungry man. He said Carvery, some Carvery um, places are selling for millions. Yeah. Where? <laughs> Ferrix there on the way to Dublin. Oh, <laughs> I still can't get over it. But um, yeah, Everyone loves Carvery. He, he doubled down on it in the end and Dominic Story and our, and our friend uh, March Holy Honda had a good... Good, good couple of laughs about it. But no, no, it's serious about the development. Um, look, it is, yeah, it is ambitious. Um, and I, it's kind of hard to get your head around, but I think it's now people who want to get at their local politicians and it's going to need help from the council. It's Relocate going to need... Molly Fulton's in there now. <laughs> <laughs> but that'd be 10 million, according to this fella. But um, no, like the politicians, the council, uh, like it's going to require funding and like Rovers are aware of that. So 
But look, it's the sport is there though, isn't it? Everyone's like, yeah, and like, if you don't aim high, you don't get anything. No, no I like there's great things going on up there at the minute. Yeah, so, it is. It's, good, it's a good time to be a Rovers fan. Um, maybe not such a good time. Is that the right way in saying it? To be a junior soccer fan? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, look, there was uh, Twitter. Yeah, gate. There, was a bit, there was a bit of acrimony now about the whole. Uh, so, if I get this right, you. Spearhead in a group with Carter United trying to try and for a breakaway league. Yeah, we were the real story of that Super League. No, look, what happened was that basically there was a couple of dates put forward as to when we would return. Um, some clubs weren't in, felt they weren't in the position. Yeah. Which is understandable. Oh, completely fair enough. Like, um, I, I totally understand it. Uh, so there was two dates put forward. There was a June the 7th or 10th date put forward. And there was just totally avoiding last season and... Uh, starting afresh in August. Um, so eventually the August votes won through 12 to 10 in the end. Um, again, look, you know, I remember the time that, that day being, being angry, but I, I, I do get where clubs are coming from now. Like, you know, it was a lot to try and go back in, in June. I honestly probably would have sided with that opinion. The August? Yeah. Would you, yeah. Look, we just, we were kind of, like our players had basically just waiting to get back. Like, yeah, yeah no, I know that. As well. I know yeah, that. no, no. Look again. I've like you'd have no issue. I I totally understand where the clubs are coming from. Um, we had a bit of a brainchild anyway after the twelve ten defeat that uh, maybe we could play a couple of cup competitions. And now in the end, what's actually happened is that all the clubs are free to enter. There's going to be a kind of league cup warm up competition. Yeah, I think that's going to go on from maybe the tenth of June. That's I think the Connacht FA have said that all leagues have to be done by. July the twenty second. So all if you're continuing oh, on last year's yeah. okay. Oh, right. so, so I assume that'll probably so. I assume that'll probably follow the same for the League Cup. And then he's talking about starting the new league on August twenty third. So good. I think what's actually happened in the end is probably the right it, it's I think it's the, sorry, it's the best option. Yeah. Uh, all clubs are entered, uh, the league has put this on for free. Uh, all clubs are invited to enter. I think at, actually tonight is the last night night of for uh, up to the last night. Have any idea how many have entered? There's only five clubs hadn't entered up to okay. last night. So I'd say there was probably a couple more to get in. And he said, I, I think there should be fixtures out later in the week, so we know more next week on that. But in the end, look, there was a lot going on on Twitter that day. There and, was. And I, I think it's spiraled out that fellas kind of forgot what their argument, what their yeah, point was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, there was a lot going and on, but I, I think in the end... It's, all parties wanted people to do backline football, exactly, really, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were both and, looking for the common goal. And now I think you've got both options. If you felt maybe because of maybe GA or something that your club couldn't get back, or if there was finance issues, that, that this competition is now free, and like it'll serve as a good pre-season. GA and junior soccer run every year together. Like, so. Yeah, like, I know. I know. Like, I and actually, that argument is kind of... And I'd say the championship's going like the championship's going to run into the new season now, so... Yeah, it is, yeah. You know, but like, so, it does every year. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Look, we... We have a, a couple of lads to play Gaelic, but um, yeah, like I think now it is the best option that if, if clubs don't want to enter, they don't have to. Uh, yeah, they can yeah. come back fresh in August, but it looks like there's, I think there's maybe eight of the Super League teams are definitely in as we speak. And as I say, for tonight we know everybody okay. who's entered. We'll, we'll put them up on the Twitter page when the fixtures come out. Yeah, and so, yeah it should be during the week, I think. Yeah. And let's hope the Sligo Leitrim District Soccer Twitter page puts them up as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> keep, keep up the good fight, Declan. <laughs> okay, Ross, with a bit of rugby. The great bullock of a man, this fellow. <laughs> all arms and legs. He's like a mad octopus. When he goes like that, he's like a mad giraffe. Ross, rugby, talk to me. Yes, Adrian. Big announcements. 
Yeah, a big announcement, but before we get to the announcements, we have to acknowledge um, Patrick and Jason stepping down. Okay. Um, so just to, and to John, John Keegan as well, we did a massive amount of work, so I just want to say, from myself's point of view, thanks to the boys for a massive investment of time and, and uh, energy into, into, into the club. have to mention uh, big bad Roger Burrows as well. He's stepping down next year from development team as well. Development team is a, a very hard team to run, and Roger did an unbelievable job, uh, supported by Jimmy Gavin. So all going well. Hopefully Jimmy Gavin and uh, John Kane are going to stay around next year and um, help, out, help out the senior setup. So we're delighted to have John and, and, and Jimmy back next year as well. Paddy's taking up the golf. Paddy's going to take up the golf a bit now, yeah. But he's also going to stick around and um, help in a bit of an advisory role for the underage structures in the, the club. The old mole in the car. <laughs> um, go which, ahead. Which is, which is massive, so it'd be great to get Paddy's... Um, acknowledge and experience passed on to the underage structures which will just be massive for the senior team obviously the more effort put in with the underage structures with the coaches and the players then by the time that they all progress into the senior setup that they're, they're coming in more experienced rounded players so that'll be a big body of work that Paddy will still be doing for the club and Jason as well he's retiring to that big uh, ice cream parlour in the sky so best of luck Jason now he, he'll be hard replaced so basically, yeah, announcements, quite exciting. We announced this week we've signed uh, Josh Reeves, Kiwi from Christchurch, um, married to a Brazilian wor uh, girl and got Brazilian residency as a result, moved to Rio de Janeiro. Beautiful this time of year. <laughs> Josh Reeves. Josh Reeves. Cousin yeah. of Keanu. Correct. Uh, godson <laughs> of Christopher. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm right with that one. Yeah. Um, Can't think of so any more Reeves. Um, 30 caps for Brazil. Um, wow. He's still involved with them now in the uh, South American World Cup qualifiers, so he won't actually be touching down till about till August. So they've, they've got three test matches before he, he comes over to Sligo. Are they qualifiers? Yeah, qualifiers for the World Cup against Paraguay, Chile and Uruguay. So depending on how the team go in those three matches, they'll either be knocked out of the World Cup qualification and their, their World Cup campaign is over. Um, if they if they get some wins, they'll progress then to a, a tournament in November, okay. um, which would mean that Josh should be called up for international duty again and would be away for the month of November. Um, so that that uh, we know that you know so that was obviously known when we were in discussions with Josh and you know we, we just felt that it's uh, we'd we'd be able to, to you know release him on, on international duty and we'd have you know plenty of time now to plan. Um, for that stage of the season, should Brazil um, progress to that to that stage of the season, so what? There'll be a child knocked down that road yet. I tell you, sorry, I'm looking <laughs> out the window here. Um, what are the chances of that? Like are the yeah? So basically, what happened? So they've they've had a, the results haven't been as good as they have been uh, during the last qualification campaign. Yeah, but the last time they came into it, um, they were kind of the the underdogs and they pulled off some uh, shock wins. Um, and, and they did quite well. So now it's kind of nearly the, the, the reverse that, you know, that they, they okay. on any day anything can happen. So, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely in with a chance of, of, of progressing to November. So we'll be all watching on with, with interest, watching those fixtures over the next um, two months. So Nice that, exposure for the club too, if he does yeah, go will for be, Yeah, uh, it'll, be, it'll be exciting for him. But there's a good connection there already. So, so two, two of the lads that, that came over last year. Pedro uh, Bangalo. And, and Guilherme Coghetto. Yeah. Um, they're also Brazilian internationals. <laughs> So we've the, the three amigo is now at Sligo. <laughs> we'll have to resurrect the Zamba band. The Zamba though. band, yeah. So we'll get people on the sidelines here, yeah, full Zamba outfit. Tequila. Definitely a Mexican chant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking as well, like, some Mexican tequila. Racist, like, yeah. What have you been thinking? The the, yeah. the I was thinking first of the Steve Martin film. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so that would be nice that the Trio Amigos, uh, Samba, RFC will be rebranding ourselves. So the guys have actually played test matches together. And, um, is Guy still around, yeah? Guy is coming back uh, very shortly. Um, he's going to come back and he's going to take up quite a bit of a coaching un- underage. Okay. And he will be also helping to uh, coach in the, in the club as well at the senior setup. So that um, is. I'm playing. So. Jesus, three internationals. Yeah. Wow. So and it's, a bit, um, it's great now. So we're just we're about to advertise tomorrow night for a forwards coach. Um, that position is still still open. So hoping to um, secure someone of the caliber um, in the next month to finish off the last piece of the the, the, the jigsaw. Okay. Um, looking forward to that. So other other little bits of news: um, Hubert Galvari and Dunica Byrne are training with the Irish in their twenties at the moment. Um, so like they've just been in camp now for, 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 for the last while, but uh, the boys are going quite well. Um, so we're hoping to see how they go and you know, best of luck to them and hopefully can make the, the Six Nations squad. I think there's about 35 people training at the moment, so you'd imagine that'll be cut down to probably about 26. Listen, it's what, another eight months for the Six Nations anyway. So. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think Hubert's there training as a winger. Um, even he was kind of in the Connacht Academy set up as a, as a scrum half, but I think that they're, he's training as a, as a winger with the Irish 20s. Uh, quite a versatile back, and uh, Donica is is going really well. Um, the Irish under twenties coach is Collie Tucker, who's the Connacht. Collie Tucker, Collie Tucker, great yeah. name. It's a great name, Limerick man. Limerick man, yeah. Mm. And Dennis Leamy is there as well, actually. But they're, um, not such a great name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so look, Donica's going well in the academy, and he would know Collie well. So you'd hope that he's, um, you know, you'd hope that lads will get in there with the shots with the with the squad when it's announced. Uh, Stephen Cairns, since we last spoke over at Bristol, he was twenty fourth man last week. Oh yeah, so I think that season's nearly coming to an end. But he's just chatting to him there, and we might get him on the pod before that. We will, yeah. yeah, hoping to get himself and um, Conan and the Conan Barbarian and, and Killian on, and just have a chat to the boys about their their careers. Um, they've all kind of gone in, in different directions, but uh, it would have started off. Sligo was the common denominator, so a few characters in that group. So it'll be good to chat to them as a, a bit of a standalone. Um, um, I seen off the pitch you were included in the Rovers, kind of. Expansion, yeah. So details I what, think that story been, there. I think it might have been overstated a little bit in the media. Right. Um, okay. We expressed an interest in, in 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 playing in there from a Sligo Rugby Club point of view, and we we wrote a letter saying that we would love to explore options to play matches in there. Right. Separately, uh, Tommy Higgins and, and the Rovers board have been speaking with Willie Ryan, the Connacht Rugby CEO. What you're going to say, Willie Rogers? <laughs> 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 He's not the moderator, is he? No, no, no. Okay. No, What's the moderator's name again? Uh, Richard Doyle. Uh, Doyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, name for a moderator. Good, a good, good administrator. <laughs> but uh, no, well, Willie Rowan has been separately speaking with them from a Connacht rugby perspective. But I think the gist is that they might not be able to facilitate senior Connacht matches, but there could be a chance of under twenties Connacht Day, Irish twenties. That's just a so we let them. Especially big enough. I was actually I was mm. talking to the lads about this the last day we were at the rugby club, and Paddy reckoned that they had talked about playing games in before, but the Behind goal area wouldn't have yeah. been big enough. Yeah, well, you see some very small ones at the moment, but I know from our, from our point of view that we've definitely expressed an interest in, in, in potentially playing a, a cup final there or playing, you know, an AIL match against one of the more bigger name teams. So I think it's kind of that we've stated a formal interest to explore possibilities, kind of from, and we can only kind of talk from the rugby club point of view, and then they're, they're in separate discussions with uh, Connacht Rugby. That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting now. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice. Um, but you know, on those on those big days, you get everyone back into your bar, and that's where you make the money. So we'd have to definitely get some sort of a bus, or else we'd have to charge admission into Moonies or something. So <laughs> the new Moonies cocktail bar, the cocktail bar. Did you see that? 
Uh, and what else do I have in my review now? Uh, just, yeah, Ross Mannion has appointed the Connacht Ladies Senior Head Coach as well. So that's a, that's a nice appointment from Ross. Ross was our manager yeah. before Paddy, so wish him the best of luck with that. And finally, um, just two Sligo players are playing for the, uh, the Galway Tribesmen in the Rugby League. So Galway Tribesmen? Yeah, yeah. This news has gone over my head. Yeah. Who are they now? There's a rugby league team in town. They're in Galway. Well, yeah, but there was yeah, nearly a yeah. rugby league team in town, though, wasn't there? <laughs> in Sligo. Yeah, there was, there was, there was, there was a, a thought process put into it. Well, you offered me a position with it. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Expand. We'll, what was the name we'll, again? We'll that, the Northwest Warriors. Northwest Warriors. Yeah, we'll, we'll look again. Maybe next year we might. Be interested on it? Oh, I'm very interested. Yeah, we'll get you in there, lads. Yeah. <laughs> next year, Taco Five. Uh, I'd be a man now. Sorry to go off track here for no. a second, but in rugby league, they start kicking on tackle one to kind of fuck things up with the opposition. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's it really. So best of luck to the boys. Who are they, sorry? Uh, Matta and Gormley. Tom Gormley. Oh. Tom, Tom Gormley. They're playing a bit of rugby now. They're training right now. and they're, It's a summer sport, rugby league in Ireland. How would Gormley shape up for rugby league? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah? Hardy old ball. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, a, just it's non-stop, isn't it? They reckon it's actually you're you're able to get a breather in it very easily. Like you yeah, can, you can just diff out and head out a bit because at the corner it barely goes wide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah. Yeah, so basically, um, yeah, the boys are enjoying it now. They played it for a season or two. I think Matt is actually pushing to get into the Irish Rugby League team. The so, Wolfhounds. What? No, that's the yeah. underage. That's the that's <laughs> the under twenty <laughs> team, isn't it? Sorry, <laughs> David. There's a nickname on that Irish Rugby League team, which I'll come back with. Yes. Hang on, got a phone here. I'll Google it. <laughs> You talk amongst each other. They're actually an alright team at one stage. They Ireland. In one Big Kearney was playing, Cup, wasn't he? Yeah. In one World Cup, I think they went about 20 points up on England now. They got beat about 50, 50, 22 yeah. in the end. But yeah, no, they did. One of them World Cups over, they were playing in some, one of them dump towns in England, like St. Helens or, <laughs> you know, one of them grim northern towns. But uh, uh, that's interesting now. No. I, take it back. The Wolfhounds. The Wolfhounds. The Wolfhounds. Yeah, there we go. I know, fine, I had one little quip there. Um, Irish our season, yeah, 12 pounds. Sorry, go. Our seasons uh, didn't get to finish due to COVID, so we just had a bit of a, kind of a, a debrief there at the weekend to say goodbye to everybody. And uh, Paddy gave a bit of a speech, and he named Cal Goddard as the player of his tenure. Right, very good. Of his tenure. Oh, yeah. So he got an unbelievable award for that. It was just a hearty old pat on the shoulder. <laughs> That's the kudos that every man wants. So. How was your debrief? Just... Just a few guys sitting around, was it? Or did you have any drinks? Or? No, no, no. We just took it easy, shot, shot the breeze a bit. Oh, cool, yeah. yeah. Um, Didn't look that way from what we were seeing on Saturday. Did not. And two king, two king, bear higher, weren't far away. <laughs> um, that's it, Ross, is it? That's me. Okay. Lads, are we doing the dancer on our first night back? Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. I haven't that. thought about it either. I think we'll have to skip it, will we? You had you were going to give it to the man, the Carvery man. Yeah, and then oh, quick no, Billy Brennan had a hole in one in Strand Hill the other day. So ah, Billy Brennan's good dancer. So he was creeping up there. Yeah, he was actually four under after three, so he was. But I keep that nomination for next week. Okay. I think the Carvery guy would. Yeah, the Carvery yeah. guy would have won it this week anyway. Okay, a sensational and, shout. Uh, just got a new follow on Instagram. There I see Wendell. <laughs> Wendell. Who's that? Wendell. I don't know who that is, mate. <laughs> Wendell Saylor the rugby league player because we were talking about rugby league <laughs> yeah um, before we go I think that's all <laughs> we're in a bit of a rush this week we're in a bit of a rush we are, right. I have to go and do a bit of training, training. Team, so. um, we're on ACAST now Ross what, you, we're on ACAST you're, we're you're the technical them, man yeah. we're, what is it hosted by hosted ACAST hosted by ACAST yeah so they just kind of consolidate everything for us give us a, a nicer platform and um, so there may be a few advertisements on our podcast maybe a few more advertisements so People don't think we've sold out too much. No, we've Jesus. got to pay the bill somehow. We have sold out though. It's yeah, we've fact. absolutely sold out. Yeah, but look, 
Cash money, Sue us. That's it, lads. That was enjoyable. Uh, the week is gone. We'll we, we leave it for a while. We, we haven't thought. Uh, we haven't thought it through. I've not up and down. Yeah, yeah. Up and we down. could go ahead. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. No, I thought. Martin, what's going on? Man? <laughs> oh, we're still recording. Okay, still recording, Martin. Yeah, no, that's yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get back with all them regular. Yeah, oh yeah, they're right. back next Very week. Interested to hear what Marty wanted to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> with microphone there, so. some sort of scam. <laughs> oh, for the mic. Yeah, actually, uh, I've been talking to some Russians. <laughs> They've got some data to sell. <laughs> uh, 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 some cryptocurrency. Yeah. Uh, no, back with all the regulars next week as well, and uh, it's great to support back, lads. The, the, the three ones we were supposed to focus on the soccer, GA, rugby, but we had Moan as well. So we won't, there's way yeah. more out there. We're going to do we one more, also, as well. The, the All Stars, the basketball, reach yes. out to them. They yeah. are, we're going to feature them quite a bit when their sport gets up. It won't be for a little bit while, they're just doing a bit of training during the summer, but we're going to kind of give a voice to the, 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 the Sligo other, to the other mediums. Yeah, yeah. Reach, and reached out to the Sligo cricket. We touched base to the cricket club, yeah. I cricket could club. contact Sonny on that, so um, but yeah, open very eager to, to get on board. The cricket club, yeah. So. If the boys in the Cricket Club Facebook page um, are watching this, get back to us, please. Reply to your bloody messages. <laughs> okay, lads, that's it. See you next week. See you Bye. next week. Ciao. I'm going back to where the beach is near. Oh, the beer is to you. There's plenty of other women out of the crowd. Walking Here we are in the final second. The whistle is gone. And Sligo Rovers are the champion. By the riverside, no, I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Oh, he's asking the Cotton. This is the talent.